And welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Nathan and Robin of Resolve. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up? Hey. How are you, Stephen? I'm good. I don't like that background, so we're just rolling with black. I'm uh, doing good. Uh, so for the audience, I know which one of you is which, but why don't you go ahead, introduce yourselves, and let us know who is Resolve. Well, hi, everyone. So I'm Robin. I play bass in Resolve. And I'm Nathan. I play the drums. And yeah, Resolve is a... Like, do you want us to explain the music and everything? Yeah, uh, oh. go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, we are, uh, let's say, a metal band. Yeah, a from, French metal band. Yeah, from Lyon, France, if you know where it is on the map. And uh, yeah, we are we are releasing uh, some some music this year, leading up to maybe more music later in the year. That's good, man. Uh, I was looking up you guys, and it has been a minute since you've released anything other than your newest single, C6 Sailor. Yeah, a hot minute. Even. <laughs> well, and, uh, to apologize for that, let's just say that um, back in 2019, we released some songs that did uh, be way better than we expected. So that that made us want to make sure that the, all of the stuff that was coming after was up to up to par and even better. So it takes time, like all good things. Uh, we can't just like churn out uh, an album in in six months. So yeah, we had to take time, and obviously, like the pandemic did help. Had it not happened, obviously, uh, we would have released a lot more music last year. But uh, with the the whole industry being so uncertain for the past year and we are such a, a young band with a lot of uh, things to establish so we had to take our time and make sure that uh make things right to get yeah to get the, the attention we wanted exactly and uh you know it's all good because you guys you know you're definitely not alone in having everybody i've talked to lately no one released anything last year yeah. it was uh and that's kind of sad you know we were all stuck alone by ourselves for the most part and then you know music is what gets a lot of people through and there wasn't very much music dropping last year no and especially like the the few bands that that re actually released music last year did really good so yeah i think i think a lot of us got sort of caught by surprise by yeah, the, we by this. We yeah. didn't really know what to do anymore yeah. since you couldn't play your new music to people on stage. Yeah, and I mean, was it worth it? It could have been worse because, uh, like, I, I feel for the bands that released an album uh, in March 20, 2020, you know, because they just didn't get any chance to promote it like they expected to. Because, like, for us, it's different. Course, and, and, and going to this cycle, like, knowing that we're going to have to do things differently. 
but that's part of the of the plan now. So yeah, it's hard, but it's, it's alright. So I assume that you guys, I mean, really, last year. Uh, everybody got a chance to really hone their crafts while they were, you know, not touring, not, uh, well, I was going to say not working on music, but obviously you guys were working on music because you've got music ready to come out soonish. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and we got plenty of time to hone on our craft. If you want to. Well, we got, uh, I mean, we got more time to make sure that every detail was perfect. That uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We every were, song was as good as possible. We were supposed to leave for a big tour, our biggest tour to date, uh, with Alaska, Rarity, and uh, and then the Giants in March. So March 2020. So obviously it got cancelled. So we just put all the time we, I mean, won without this tour uh, to profit on our music. Yeah. in our studio and just make the best songs we could because we had the time we had the time to make it right and we also saw in the meantime that the situation wasn't really evolving or for the worse yeah. so yeah we we just focused during the whole 2020 on making music and we would talk about live when everything will be back to normal and it seems like it's slowly starting to get to that point which is a very good feeling. <laughs> now, uh, one thing that I was wondering is, um, dang it, which what what country are you guys from again? France. France. Uh, now, you guys, I can tell English isn't necessarily your main language, is it? No, far from it. No. So, why is the music in English? Because the audience is English. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> No, I'm not saying, obviously, um, there is, there is like a scene in France for a French speaking middle bands. Yeah. yeah, but that's, I, I don't know, like for some reason, that's never something that appealed to us. I mean, our, uh, our influences and the bands we looked up to when we were younger, they all like, even, even if not being from the UK or the US or Australia, but, I mean, English is just the language of the world. So. We want to speak to the world, so we just we don't just want to speak to the French people. Yeah. And I mean, even even lots of French people just don't like me personally. I don't. I'm not a big fan of French speaking middle. I, I don't know the. It doesn't. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, I mean French has a lot of poetry to it, obviously. But yeah, in a screaming contest, uh, con contest, <laughs> nah. Yeah, you know, um, I can't think. I don't think I've ever heard anybody metal scream in uh, French, so you've got a point there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Godzilla had like one or two tracks two tracks through their whole discography where um, where there's some bits in French, but honestly, I think that's about it. Like for an international audience. And so you were talking about your influences a second ago. Uh, what bands would those happen to be? Well, obviously. Uh... French one would be Gojira, as they are right now. With the right French accent, Gojira. Gojira, because they they are probably the, the biggest French metal band and also one of the biggest metal band. I mean, and not even 
like not even especially in, from a musical point of view, but simply like from the work ethic and from yeah, the, yeah, and they're like in terms of career and everything, they're such a they're very humble people and yeah, they just want to play music, you know, and they're not gonna sell their. Uh, I mean, they sell their music, but not necessarily their age or the the heart of what they are doing is music, and that's it. And you can feel it. It's just for passionate uh, for a uh, for guys doing music with all the patience they they could have. And this is something that we always looked uh, as uh, aspired to. Yeah, and like in terms of we we try to uh, we try to not make our influences too uh, apparent. I would say, I mean, even though we like we all grew up uh, listening to the same like uh, the same like metalcore bands from uh, like let's say ten years uh, ten years earlier. So uh, all the yeah, like uh, Tech, Green Miller, and yeah. stuff like that. That's like I think that's where we really found our uh, our home as like teenage teenagers. So that's the moment where you know you shape your musical taste pretty much for life. But since then, honestly, yeah, we like it's uh, it's the cliche answer to to say, but we don't really listen to that much that much metal anymore, and um, it's we still yeah we still listen to the same like yeah, yes the same bands that uh, we used to, but maybe yeah. with a sort of a maybe a guilty pleasure, more of a nostalgic feeling sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And but apart from that, it's yeah, it's. Uh, like, yeah, we take a lot of, of influence from maybe more um, mainstream artists and more uh, like different sorts of music, but not even especially for the music, but sometimes for visuals and for concepts and for uh, in terms of uh, how we want to, yeah, ideas and uh, I would just say it like uh, promotional ideas, stuff like this. So yeah, it's it's really broad, but that's about it. It's funny how you're. Uh taste in music can change but you uh to something different than what you make necessarily yeah. but you still keep playing the same yeah uh, and yeah. i mean like my love for metal is just the same as before maybe even bigger than ever before but it's just that uh you know like you also need to we will always prefer playing metal music but yeah we don't really have any preference when it's about listening to music yeah but yeah playing playing rock music heavy music has always been like in our dna in a way since we were that little <laughs> it's like uh you know i i play guitar enough to be able to say i can play guitar but not not well at all and you know i don't i don't listen to much metal myself anymore um i'm much more of a pop punk kind of guy but whenever I bust out my guitar, I prefer to play something metal. Oh yeah, but also because, like, in terms of musicianship, metal is uh, maybe the most uh, complete gender there is. So that makes sense. So, how long have you guys been a band as Resolve? Almost five years now. In September, it would be officially five years, and we had the time to release one EP singles and now we're about to release yeah a lot more and uh yeah we had a, a previous band that and our singer actual current singer also had 
Yeah, uh, we all come from merged projects. the two bands together, and it gave Resolve in 2017. But okay, that's pretty cool. Gigs and stuff. We've met before. We're a good friend, actually. So you guys, you know, you had mentioned earlier that you were kind of new, but you're not super new. You've been able to play live shows before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I've talked to a few people that uh, they haven't even been able to play but two live shows before COVID hit. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and now there's even bands that are well established that have never played a show, so that's fun. So, um, what can you say about the future of Resolve? Is it going to sound? Uh, much like what you've already released, is there any changes coming up to the lineup? Or if you, I'd say if you take um, uh, the resolve music from twenty nineteen onwards, it's, it's about yeah, it's a good representation yeah. of what we are at the moment. Yeah, we 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 keep trying to take risks, trying new stuff, things that we would not put together in the first place when you think about it i think that's one of the things that might uh, defines us as a band also of course uh heaviest the heaviest part we can come up with and yeah yeah the the music we have uh in store and ready to go is once again the like the easy uh fish answer but it's both the heaviest and the most melodic and the most ambient and the most uh in your face it's and the, the most, most better <laughs> yeah it's like i asked that because um i won't mention the band because it's your episode but this morning uh one of my one of the bands that i follow it's a metal band about the last one i really follow and uh you know they took a couple years off and they came back and they just released a pop song this morning it's like I'm seeing a bunch of bands. I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of bands change their genre after COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah maybe they're trying to keep up by doing something different. I don't know. Maybe they want something I mean, easier to listen. And I mean, in our case, we still have so much to establish that it just wouldn't make sense to yeah. uh, suddenly like do a huge shift in our sound. I mean, we still. I mean, we're we're happy with our sound now, but. We feel like we still can take it to the next yeah. level. So, yeah, it will be a while before we start like really going crazy with the uh, arrangement and everything. Because you you know those those uh, those kind of things can happen if you get bored with just music you play, or maybe that those guys during the pandemic just changed their mind, their mindset about what they like, what they wanted to do. I don't know, but no, yeah, sometimes it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Always something. Yeah. something would be just marketing or it's always i think it it happens it happens because the band wanted more than uh it's it's gonna make more views or just reach more people because it's not that that much metal it's all you know there's a multitude of reasons why bands choose to do what they do and uh who am i to question it really you know, as long as somebody is making music that they enjoy playing, but I'm here for it. It's, it's still understandable that some people's first reaction are, oh, my God, they just sell out. 
or Vilkan. I mean, uh, they just shifted to uh, something easy. They just want to make money. Or... Yeah, especially because if you like, if you have some expectations in your mind from uh, your favorite band's next release, you're obviously gonna be disappointed because what's in your mind, disappointed or maybe absolutely surprised. But if you love, if you love doing it, I mean, some people don't like it. Then it's just, you don't like it. I love it. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's just uh, the band, the band's uh, opinion and the band's decision. Yeah, you know, a band is a lot more like a person than people realize. You know. Because uh, it is a group of people. It's not a machine that's pumping out music. Yeah. It's a group of people with their own interests, their own tastes, and their own desires and dreams. So as long as they're chasing after that, you know, I try not to judge people and say, I try not to be the guy that yells sell out. Because yeah. there was a band that I used to say that about, and then it came out that their original stuff was just what the um, uh, companies wanted them to put out. And when they sold out, it was actually what they had always wanted to do. Yeah, and there's a big difference in a fan being disappointed by his uh, Eric Benz new release and the fan that's going to write hateful comments or something. Yeah. Like it's If you don't like it, it's, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But to go ahead yeah, and take the time to, to like write something negative and think about what you just wrote and post but just yeah that's, i don't get it well here's the thing about keyboard warriors as we call them um they don't think about what they post yeah i guess so yeah it's like the same person that you know uh flips you off in traffic over road rage they're not thinking <laughs> You know, they just get pissed or all of a sudden type it up, send it out. And then, you know, you're you're reading this comment on your YouTube feed or whatever. And you're like, oh, man, that hurts. And they don't think about it the rest of the day. Yeah. And it hurts so much more than like you remember it so much more than all the positive comments. So that's the that's the dangerous part about it. So, um. You were mentioning a uh, possible pouring last year before COVID hit. Is there, uh, you know, I haven't talked to many people outside of America about this. Uh, what's the situation on like live shows looking like? Um, in America, it looks like that we'll be able to resume in the fall. Well, it seems like it's the same idea in france but i mean it doesn't seem real really realistic yet things are, are getting better because like uh seated shows and socially distances distance shows are about to resume here actually i got tickets for uh, one of them like in a outside festival so like most of the shows will probably come back by the end of the year but uh for metal and for like club shows uh, you know, like with standing up people and packed crowds, there's still uncertainty. So, like we have a we have a tour that's scheduled for October or November through the whole of uh, Europe and the UK, and to this day we still don't we still don't know. There's lots of chance that 
it won't be able to happen. But I mean, the situation is evolving really fast, and for once seems to be headed, headed to the right direction. So yeah, at this point, we we don't really know. I think we are pretty confident there will be shows, almost regular shows in 2022. Yeah, but 2021 20. still remains a bit uncertain. Yeah, it's about uncertain. right. I know here um, where I'm at, you know, the state I'm in, uh, is, there's absolutely no shows because it's in the middle of nowhere. But um, the states around us already have huge festivals, you know, with uh, Slipknot and Metallica leading them just sold out. Yeah. In I mean, September. That would be like, I'm, I hope. That this will happen. I'd be, I'd be so happy for you guys. But yeah, I hope to see live music come back soon because that's like therapy to me. Is there's two things that I love doing that like if I'm like really stressed out or down, like either getting a tattoo or seeing a live show will reset. I'll be happy for a little bit. It'll, it's like just pushing the reset button on uh, my. Uh, brain like okay we're going to be good for a minute now we just saw a live show we had the time of our life let's do it to be honest I, I don't even remember what it feels like at this point the, the good thing about it is maybe people will really uh, took the, take the time to to understand how it is amazing that we can be here yeah like, I appreciate it more yeah it's a miracle that we'll be able to play shows soon Oh, yeah, and you realize how fragile it all is. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, if there's one thing last year did, it was make people realize um, so, so many things that we were taking for granted. Yeah. Sure. Just, you know, being able to leave the house and go to the grocery store and not worry, am I going to get sick? Like, you know, we take that for granted. Yeah, yeah. Like here, here in France, uh, pubs and bars just reopened, and restaurants like you can go to them, but you have to be outside. So it's uh, seated only you know, on the river. Do you see terrace? I don't know. It's Yeah. So like inside is still closed, but the simple fact to be able to go like to a pub and grab a beer with friends, like the first time you do it, you're like, whoa. It feels good. Yeah, I, I forgot how good it feels. It really makes you appreciate even the smallest things. Yeah, even the even the shittiest beer. <laughs> it's very strange here. Um, restaurants are just now starting to open up on the inside in the state I'm in, Kentucky. But I am from Georgia, and I went down to visit over Thanksgiving. Wait, not Thanksgiving, Easter, and. Uh, no masks, no nothing. You can go inside. Yeah. I mean, it here, was... here it's pretty much masks everywhere. Through the whole of Europe, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, America seems to have a bit more of a problem with this. But... Yeah. they. Uh, as far as I know, they just lifted the mask mandate here. But you still see, see people wearing masks where I'm at. You know, we're not... The town I'm in is more... Not a true representation of the uh, entire country, if you will. <laughs> but what town is for you guys? 
What was that? I mean, what time? What town would be a good representation of uh, USA? Yeah, America. I don't. I don't even know. Well, really, how I think about it is, you know, I always assume that outsiders of America all think of us as not wearing masks, wanting to get the virus. <laughs> but you know, it's so diverse, state by state, town by town. Uh, that you know, there's half the country is playing it smart. Half the country thinks that it's all, you know, some conspiracy. It's it's weird. And I'm just, I just want to play it safe, man. I don't want to get sick. I don't, you know, it's no, uh, not worth trying. Yeah, if, we're asking too much. It's like. Where I'm from, Georgia, I there was a lot of uh, rednecks and, uh, you know, real country folk and, uh, like, people that I worked for were like, it's, I ain't wearing no mask. It's just the government trying to tell me what to do and mind control me. Like, if they're mind controlling you with a piece of cloth over your mouth. Then you deserve to control me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's for the better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's like I'd like to replace that mask with a piece of duct tape for people like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's enough uh, on that issue. You know, I try not to get too political here, but I wanted to hear your side of things because, like I said, I'm stuck in America. I'm. Yeah, we've got enough states to worry about. Honestly, like, you could say it's pretty much the same, honestly. Like, from, from what I see on the international news, I mean, with some differences, we're pretty much all in the same boat, though. So, just gotta hang in there. Stick till the end. Yep. We are reaching the end. And we are also reaching the end of this episode, so I must. Yeah, I know. Uh, did what wasn't you know all that I wanted to talk about was COVID, but um, uh, I do. Are you allowed to say the time frame of when we might be able to hear more? Yeah. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, but we lost you for a, for a second before. Okay. Um, what I was saying was, uh, are you allowed to give us a time frame on when we might hear more some or some more resolve? Well, it depends on when this is released. Do you know when? Uh, this is released uh, next week. All right, so that's that's yeah, a good start because next okay, week, yeah. yeah, that's just yeah. Next week we are re releasing a new single. On Friday, yeah. 11. So that's yeah, that should be uh, it, yeah, that's good. That's uh, that's good news. We are really excited about actually. This so tomorrow, new release from Resolve from the eleventh. Yeah, yeah, Friday. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's that's great then, and uh, yeah, new release uh, tomorrow, and there will be a lot more music uh, later in the year. We don't want to say too much for now because we are like. Nearing the end, we have 
like in the little nitty-picky details of uh, everything. But yeah, uh, lots more music very soon. And uh, let me just plug, like we recently released a, a live stream show online with uh, supporting uh, our friends, uh, French friends in Denmark. It's, so it's, uh, it's the lineup we were supposed to tour with this year. Yeah, and we, we, did, on an, we did an online show. Uh, yeah. And we are really stoked with the with the outcome, so people can check it out if they if they want to. They can check it out on YouTube. Where can they check it out at? Just uh, just write landmarks with the a B instead of the second A. Yeah, uh, landmarks uh, live stream or landmarks on online show or it's anything. on their channel. Anyway. Yeah, I will add a link below in the description here. So if you want to listen to that. Go ahead, click below. Do you guys have any other way we can support y'all? Uh, any other links I should add? Yeah, you, you can check us out on uh, inst Instagram and basically all uh, socials at Resolve Official. And uh, our website and merch store is resolveofficial.co. And I think that's about it. You can check us out on Spotify too. Yeah. Yeah, make sure, guys, if you like any of the bands that we have on the show, make sure you're checking them out on Spotify. Uh, if they got physical albums or whatever, buy those. You know, bands need your support. Support them. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, and also, as always, uh, any of the music featured in today's episode will be on our Confound Jams playlist. Check that out as well. And this has been the Confound Millennial starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Robin and Nathan of Resolve. <laughs>